Amen. Let's welcome Minister Sylvester as he brings us the word for today. Amen. Amen. Will you help me celebrate God this morning? Oh, celebrating God. Celebrate him. Is anybody here you think you are big? He's bigger than the biggest. Celebrate him. You think you are strong this morning? He's stronger than the strongest. We came this morning just to cast our crowns. No matter who we are in society, cast your crown. Celebrate him. Amen. Amen. And help me also celebrate Reverend Eric and Lady Gifty. Oh, come on, we can do better than this. Amen. They, they are just amazing and keep loving them and loving them and loving them. Amen. Shall we pray? Thank you, Lord Jesus. This morning we have come into your presence. And you are in our midst. We pray that you will speak to our hearts. Open the eyes of our understanding. That we hear from you. In Jesus name. Amen. This morning, very briefly, I want to bring you a word of title. Bearing fruit in ministry. Or if you want it, bearing fruit as a Christian. Or as a believer. My main test is in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 and verse 28. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 and verse 28. I love reading the NIV. So if you are in King James, don't worry. Amen. Verse 27. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Verse 28. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Amen. And God blessed them. What is the meaning of that? He blessed them. When we say you are blessed. What is it? Today we have interpreted being blessed to mean that you have a lot of money. You have, I mean buildings, lot of properties. You have cars. When you enter your house you are confused. Which of the cars to use? Then it means you are blessed. But... Did God have that one in mind at the time he looked at Adam and said, I bless you. So to be blessed simply means to be happy. Amen. So you may not have all of these, but once you are happy, you are a blessed person. Amen. So God made them happy and said, be fruitful. Go and bear fruit. 
and increase, multiply. Those of you who use the Kenyans, be fruitful and multiply. If you come, I mean, you come down, 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 John's Gospel, chapter 15. And this time, it's Jesus Christ speaking. If you look at verse 1, he said, I am the vine. There's one thing very remarkable about the vine. It can increase a lot. But if you don't prune it, if you don't put a hold on the vine, it will take all your ground. Just one. It will take all your grounds. So you need to take care of it. But I'm not interested in that one. If you jump to verse 16 of John chapter 15, Jesus said that you did not choose me, but I have chosen you and appointed you to go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. Amen. Go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. In Genesis, God said, be fruitful and multiply. In John, Jesus says, go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. So what kind of fruit is Jesus talking about? Every believer is supposed to bear two kinds of fruit. Every believer. If you are a Christian, you ought to bear two kinds of fruit. And you have no excuse but to bear them. Because once you are not bearing fruit, you are becoming useless in the sight of God. And so Jesus looked at the tree that was supposed to bear fruit, but that had no fruit. I had every characteristic of a fruit-bearing tree, but was not bearing fruit. And Jesus said, no man shall eat of your fruit again. And immediately it withered and died. So it is dangerous to have the spirit of God in you as a Christian not bearing fruit. Very dangerous. But I'm not looking at that one, so let me focus. Two kinds of fruit. The first one is what we call the fruit of righteousness or you want to call it spiritual fruit. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 26. Maybe let's read it. Let's read it. Galatians chapter 5. Very popular verse. Verse 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control against such things there is no law. Praise God. This is the first kind of fruit our Lord requires that everybody who claims to have received Jesus Christ as his Lord and personal Savior to bear. So how much love you have first for yourself and for others. 
First for yourself, because there are people who don't love themselves and who will do anything to themselves. They destroy themselves and they don't care. Why? Because they don't love themselves. So if you want to bear the fruit of love, you ought to love yourself first and be able to love others. As people who are in Christ and still believe that they are useless. Because the only time you will destroy yourself as a believer is when you think you are useless. But once you know there is a price tag on you and you are valuable, you will not destroy yourself. So love, peace, how much peace you have in your heart. And what is peace? Peace is just to be able to relax in the midst of the storm. Only Jesus can sleep in a boat where the storm is capsizing the boat. It's crazy. Crazy. Everybody is going to die and you lie down and sleep. When everybody is looking for something to do, only Jesus. So how much peace do you have? And only peaceful people can relax in the midst of the storm. The last time I was sharing with pastor, I was coming from Dublin to Bristol and we were on air. And the weather was very rough. In fact, it was the weather that landed me in Dublin. I was supposed to come straight to Bristol from Amsterdam, but the weather landed me in Dublin. And when we were coming, it was so rough that not a time where all the crew members walking around trying to know. The captain just said, all crew members sit down, let your seat belt. So I was relaxed and reading my book. No, what would you do? 30 something thousand altitude. What would you do? Jump out? You will be disturbing yourself. Be anxious up there. All you need to do is to relax. How peaceful are you? It is a fruit you need to bear. When the world is coming at you and you feel everything is against you, how do you behave? You need to endure hardship as a believer. Today, if, I, if you are going through hardship, people think you have sinned against God. But as part of the blessings of God, you need to go through pains. You need to suffer for Christ. It's part of the blessings. In fact, they, they arrested the believers. After they had beaten them, they went rejoicing. That they had been counted worthy of the Lord. So when afflictions come, how do you take them? You blame people around you? You curse people? No, today Christians curse a lot. Curse. The same mouth that is praising God. It's also cursing, and it's not possible. 
Because out of what is in your heart, the mouth will pick. So you are not only enduring, you are also kind. And you are also good. How kind are you to people? And how good are you to people? You cannot destroy people if you are good to them. And you cannot destroy people if you are kind. I was writing a book and loving God. And one of the attributes is to be kind to God. And I said, so how can a human being be kind to God? By making sure that you don't do anything as a believer that maligns God's name. In the same way, if you want to be kind to people, you want to make sure that you don't malign people. You don't destroy people. You don't destroy somebody to another person. Because once you do that, you are not being kind. You ought to be faithful. Faithful. You have to be faithful. You have to be gentle. And so some of us, especially we the young men, by the grace of God, I am passing, I'm leaving that tag behind, the young man. My white hair is not for, for style. It is real. Amen. It is a real white hair. Gentleness. When you come among people, how do you behave? When you go among people, how do you behave? And then you also have to be self-controlled. If you look at the verse 22, you realize about the fruit of the Spirit. There is no S attached to the fruit. He's listing so many things. If I were marking grammar, and I said the fruit is, and list all of those things, you cancel it. Wrong grammar. But this is not wrong grammar. It's when you are reading the Bible, language is very important. In fact, the commas and the full stop, they are very important in reading the Bible. Why would he mention fruit and list so many things? It's because you can't say, okay, for me, I love. So if I'm not kind, it's okay. No. The fruit is not complete. The fruit is only complete if you are able to leave all of these. Praise God. Let's, so that is one kind of fruitfulness. The next kind of fruitfulness is what we will call the fruit of regeneration or reproduction. So in 2 Timothy chapter verse 2 Paul says to Timothy the things that you have heard me the presence of many witnesses commit to faithful men who would also commit to others that is the fruit of regeneration it means that whatever it is you are in the Lord today, you ought to multiply yourself. Multiply yourself. 
And this principle in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, explains what we were looking at in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, and John chapter 15, verse 16. That is the principles of multiplying fruit and bearing fruit that will last. What makes fruit multiply or what makes fruit last? How can I make a fruit multiply? It is the seed in the fruit that makes the fruit multiply. The fruit by itself cannot multiply. It is the seed. And so in farming, whenever there is a farming season and there is harvest, you separate the food from the seed. Why? Because the seed must be preserved. If you don't preserve the seed, generations will go hungry. That is why in Isaiah chapter 55 verse 10 and 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 10, whenever God is giving us food, he gives bread to the eater and seed to the sower. In fact, if you study the Corinthian scripture, it will tell you that bread for the eater and seed to the sower. They mean two different things. Because bread must be consumed, but seed must be preserved. Now, if you eat seed, you are sending generations, because you eat the seed, you will be satisfied. You will die and go. But that seed you have consumed will make generations behind you go hungry. The second thing is that you do not put seed in the hand of an eater. You do not put seed in the hand of an eater. You eat the seed. You eat the seed. And generations will go hungry once you eat the seed. The people that God put in our lives, some are seed and some are bread. Anybody that comes your way, they are either seeds or bread. It is up to you to identify who is seed and who is bread. Very, very important. And Paul had already outlined how we can preserve the seed by saying that if you want to preserve the seed, Commit it to faithful people. And these faithful people will commit it to others. So here we can say the others, they are the bread. But out of it, you can say look for seed and preserve. So you need to identify that. Because if we are not able to do that, we will lump people that God is bringing our way together and we will not be able to preserve any seed. 
In Genesis chapter 3 verse 15, God speaks about Jesus being the seed of the woman. The seed of the woman. And nobody is in doubt with that. And because Jesus was a seed, he multiplied himself by living us with 12 men when he was dying. Because Jesus Christ was seed, when he came to walk on this earth, he did not consume everything. He left seed behind. 12 men. That was the, it is not the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is Jesus himself. So the Holy Spirit couldn't be his seed. But the seed he left for us were those 12 men. In fact, at the time he was dying, they were 11 because one had killed himself. But out of these 12 seeds, today the gospel has reached us. 12 men. I always, everywhere I stand, I say that Jesus took risk. You came to save the world. And you left these boys, some of them fishermen. But he still left them as a seed. And Peter nearly consumed the seed because he went back to fish. He took grace. That would have been disastrous. You see, that's a risk. But he had the eye to know that this is a seed and not bread. So he left 12 men. So if we are living this earth today, what seed are we leaving behind? If you were living today, if we are living today, who are your seed? Who will you point us to? Who? The generations behind, what seed are you leaving for them? Look around you. Everybody look around you. Look around you. Is anybody in church because of you? Who is in church because of you? Just look around you. Or if not here in Bread of Life, is anybody in any church this morning because of you? Now stop looking around you. Check, look at yourself. Check your heart. Check your mind. Is anybody not in church because of you? Just ask yourself. This one, don't, don't, don't ask anybody. Is anybody who is supposed to be in church but not in church because of you? You answer yourself and think about it. God told Rebecca when she was pregnant that two nations are in your womb. Two nations. Meaning that the two babies Rebecca had in her womb were seed. Because God would not say nations. If they were not seeds. 
So if you look around us, how many nations do we have? You can take the census and say, okay, mention our number. But how do you know everybody is a seed? So maybe you have to ask yourself, am I a seed or bread? Because if you are seed, you will reproduce. If you are bread, you will not reproduce. Because you are meant for consumption. So are you seed or bread? And don't answer me, please. That's one. Go home and reflect on that. And ask God, God, am I seed? Or I am. You only be a seed if you are reproducing. Now how can the seed multiply itself? In other words, as believers, how can we multiply ourselves? If you are in the Lord and you have spent, Jesus spent three and a half years, he left 12 men. How many years since you became a Christian? And how many people can you boast of? Because if you, are, if you have been a Christian more than three years, three and a half years, and Jesus said, I am living. So these people I'm leaving behind, they will do greater work that I'm doing. So if you are more than three and a half years and you don't have more than 12 people you can boast of who are in the Lord and are doing great for the Lord, please, you are letting God down. You are letting God down. And many of us think God will bring us from our various countries to UK to come and work. It's not true. Acts chapter... 17 will tell you that he determines where you will live at any time in history. And the reason he will do that is for you to seek him and probably find him. So if you are thinking that God will bring you, I don't, I don't care how you go to the UK. But so long as you are here, the scripture says he has determined that you will be here at this time. So don't let anybody even bully you with jargons. Ah, you, how did you get to UK? It is not your problem. God has determined. In fact, let me go to my friends. God has determined. He has determined that this time in history you will be here. But the reason is not for you to just come work, 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 but to seek him. As I try to end, I was asking how can the seed bear fruit? Psalm 1, verse 1 to 3. If you want to bear fruit as a believer, Psalm 1, verse 1 to 3. Very, very crucial. The first verse outlines the fruits that we were talking about earlier, the spiritual fruit. But the second tells you, that, I mean verse 2, 3 tells you how you will bear fruit. You cannot bear fruit if you are walking in the way of sinners and sitting on the seat of mockers. 
You can't. So you need to eliminate that from your life. And the next portion says, but his delight is in the word of God. He meditates on it day and night. Any person who does that will be like a tree that is planted by the banks of a river. And so your leaf will be fresh all the time. And you will bear fruit in season. Everything you do will prosper. Nobody chases money and finds money. It's not possible. In our local parlance, we say money has wings. As a human being, you don't have wings. So you can't chase money which is flying. You can only remain in the presence of God. And the presence of God in your life will attract the money. They will come to you. So Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 is very true. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all other things will be added. Money is not hard work. If it were hard work, some of us wouldn't have place to keep our money. It's not hard work. It is the Lord that blesses. I pray for you this morning that you will not be bred in the house of God. Your life will affect others. Your life will multiply. Your life will impact society. You will go out there and bring men for Christ because you must be a seed. May the Lord make you a seed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Shall we receive pastor? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. What a word. Amen. Are you a seed or bread? Amen. God bless you. Somebody put your hands together for the Lord.